All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. All right, all right, all right. Who says that? Is that Matthew McConaughey? It's like, all right, all right, all right. I like him. You know, I've always enjoyed him as an actor. All the way from, uh, what was it, Failure to Launch? He was funny in that one. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, I think that's another one. Um, and some other ones. I've, I've always uh, thought he, he, he did a really good job out there. Now, what, the, <laughs> what does that have to do with a counselor journey to private practice? A lot, right? Because I'm behind the mic. I want you to get to know me. I think that's important. Be like, huh, I didn't know Juan liked Matthew McConaughey. Well, now I do. Right? That's pivotal. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's pivotal to your growth, but it could be a fun fact. Now, last episode, right? Last episode, we went into making sure that you got a fun on your website, right? Because this season is all about your website and making sure that your website is doing its job, right? It's not just pretty. We do want it pretty. We like pretty. But we want quality. We want content. We want it to have meaning. We want it to have a purpose. We want it to convert. We want to see results. We want to see strong analytics. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, all those blahs are important. So for today, what I want us to do is I want us to go into the vital area, right? The funnel. Last episode, you learned how to create the funnel. You learned about the key elements. So now that you have a funnel, if you don't have a funnel, get on it, my friends. Get on it. Now I'm thinking about, uh, is that Bruno Mars? Get up on it. No, is it get on it? I don't know. I like Bruno Mars too. Um, you're, you're learning a lot of people that are like, I like Uptown Funk. Sometimes I'll play that and my kids are like, again? I'm like, I like this song. His, his style of music is, uh, is it, um, it's... I like it. We'll just keep it at that. All right. Getting back. Focus. Focus one. So you got your funnel. Funnel's on your website. Key element to look at with your funnel is the analytics. So when you have your funnel in front of you, let's say that your funnel is you bring a client in, a potential client, and you're wanting this potential client to purchase something from you. Right? Maybe an ebook. We'll just use an ebook as an example. Analytics. It's the data that you're looking at for your funnel to let you know, yes, this funnel is doing great. Or, oh, this funnel needs some work. Right? Typically, whenever someone's reaching out for consulting and wanting to work with me and we're diving in maybe to this area, because they need to do some work. So I want us to go into areas that I typically focus on when someone's coming in for consulting. And... I really want you to try to focus on these, really try to pay attention to them. You know, it's important that you have the funnel. And it's just as important to know if it's working, right? It's like being in a relationship. You can say, yes, I'm married. Well, well, good. But is it working, right? Are you both working towards a purpose? Are you both happy? Do you both want to continue to be in the relationship? Right. So we, we, we want to be able to acknowledge the message being shared there and then bring that into your funnel it's great that you have one i love that 
I also want to look at, is it serving a purpose? Is it, Are you happy with your funnel? Is your funnel performing well? So what I'm gonna share with you are areas that I shared during consulting. And if I'm sitting down with someone that's seeking my service and we're looking at consulting, I share these areas for the following reason. I share them as shifts, adjustments to make to your funnel to increase its performance. Right, again, these are elements that you add to your funnel. They're gonna adjust things to some degree. We are doing them to increase performance. That should make most people happy. (laughs) All right, so the first one is, and I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, I want you to really think about your funnel and are you articulating the pain point effectively? If you're not sure, do some testing. Now, there's different terms we could throw out there for testing, but we're just going to keep it simple. Here's what I mean by testing. I want you to have your funnel, and then I want you to create a replica of the same funnel, but I want you to change the area of pain points. So let's use an example here so we're not lost. Let's say you have an ebook, and the ebook is to help people with anxiety. It's called... Um, We'll just use a very generic title, Anxiety Relief Workbook, right? So then the pain point would be really thinking about who the person is that's going to purchase this workbook, right? It it wouldn't be someone that has zero anxiety, right? That wouldn't make sense. It would be somebody that's in pain because of their anxiety. You know, maybe, maybe they're having a hard time sleeping or they're having difficulty making decisions. Or every time they're going out, you know, with their friends, they get really rapid heart rate and their hands shake so much that they just want to go back home but then they get home and they feel embarrassed and they feel shame and they feel like they're not living their best life so i gave you a lot of pain pain points there so let's say for the first funnel you have the pain point do you struggle with anxiety are you looking for a way to find calmness and peace in your life you know do you dream about that day where you feel good in your own skin I want you to try this workbook out. It'll lead you in the right direction, right? So we did some, we did a pain point there, and then we also shifted shifted the conversation during the pain point into how this workbook is going to support them. So that will be one pain point uh, verbiage there. The second that we would test could be: Do you find yourself late at night wanting to sleep, but your thoughts are just running? running in a way where you're restless, you're pacing in your room, and all you want to do is sleep. All you want to do is rest. I created this workbook to help you, to help you find peace in your life. Right? So you got these two, and they both highlight pain point. They both shift them into how this workbook can help. And then what we would do is we would create maybe another one or another one. But if you want, you could just keep it at two. And then you would put them out there. And it could be where it's a Facebook post that has those words and a nice image to go with it. It could be a video view where you share that message. It could be a, um, a slideshow where you have that message shared on there. Right? Any, any of those options. So that's like your call to action. 
as part of that initial process in the funnel. And then what you would do is you would test out those two different pain points for about 30 days with audience, with people out there that may be interested. And as you're, you're waiting, you're just waiting back and you're sitting back and you're seeing how many clicks am I getting? How many impressions am I getting? And then you're going to identify which ones works better than the other. Um, another little side trick you could do with your pain point is once you make them, on the groups that you are on Facebook or with people in your community with counselors that you work with, uh, even if you already have an email list, send both and ask them in a very genuine way. Tell them what you're doing. Say, hey, I wrote this book. I really believe in it. I know that it can help people. I need your help. Which one speaks more to you if you struggle with anxiety? These words or these words? And then let them tell you. You know, there's so much help around. I think sometimes we just kind of we, we kind of have to slow down and say, hmm, I think I, I think I have a strong microsystem. I don't know who says that. Now that I say it out loud, like who goes around going, oh man, I have such a strong microsystem. <laughs> but you you get the point as far as our conversation here. Next point that goes into your funnel, adjusting, shifting. Take a look at your images. Take a look at the videos you're using for your funnel. What's the quality on them? Quality as far as like visually, but also content. A little bit of both. And you may have to do the same test again where you play with things a little bit. I was speaking with my um, marketing colleagues and, and shared with me, he said, you know, when you're putting content out there, people have such a short uh, span of time or time span, whichever way you say it, you know, they, they're not going to be on there long and they want you to catch their attention ASAP, which is really frustrating in a lot of ways, but we need to know how to play the game, right? This is just like basketball. For you to play basketball, it's important to know the rules. That way you know how to play the game. Same goes here. If we're working on this funnel, let's talk about the rules so we know how to play the game effectively. Next one to look at is reviews. If you are selling this ebook, how many people have read it and how many reviews do you have? Use those reviews in your funnel. You know, it could be a, a page that you have that says, you know, if you struggle with anxiety, this book can help you know here are just a few people that have read it used it and found it supportive in their journey of anxiety or relief from anxiety something like that right and then you would have all those reviews now some of you listening may go well i don't have any reviews so what do i do that's okay there's always lateral uh ways that we can move one is Identify five or ten people in your circle. And if you don't have those in your circle, look at, look on social media. And you could even do polls. You know, Some people may be interested. What you would do is option A is you reach out to people you know and say, hey, here's the book that I have. Do you mind reading it? And just honestly let me know what you think. I'll give you a free copy of it. And if you're comfortable, I'd love to use your review uh, as I showcase this book to the community. And maybe even tell them why it's important that, you know, you're doing this. I think sometimes the more honesty you put out there, uh, the better. Uh, versus kind of being slimy and not really, you know, sharing all those details. Um, the second is reaching out to people you don't know. 
and then sharing it in a roughly the same way. You know, hey guys, this will be like a post you put on social media. Hey guys, or hey everyone, um, whatever way you want to start. Got this book. I believe in it. I wrote it. Who would like to read a workbook on anxiety relief? And if so, let me know. I will personally send you a copy. Done. So then you see who responds. Then send them a copy. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, follow up and see how they're doing. See how it's helped. And then for those who reply back and say, yeah, this stuff is the bomb. Love it. Do your happy dance. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my happy dance uh, words there. Um, so once you do your happy dance, then reach back out and see if they're willing to give you a review. And, you know, those two should serve you pretty well in having those reviews. And then use those reviews as leverage, you know, as uh, credibility. So whenever you are sharing this ebook with other people, you're saying, hey, here's some folks, some humans, non-robots that read the book, has some cool things to say about it. I'd love for you to check it out. And I think I think that will help. I think that will um, certainly create a bump in the right direction for your funnel. The last one is um, really look at which parts of your avenue you can shorten or add more connection to so i'll give you an example of shortening a funnel so you have clarity let's say you have these steps step one it's a facebook post that says if you struggle with anxiety here are seven things that could be helpful so the person who sees it on facebook goes that's me i struggle with anxiety i want those seven things now (laughs) so they click on it step two they start getting emails. And in one of those emails, there's a video. And the video leads them to your YouTube channel. So that's the third part, right? Now we shift them over to the YouTube channel. On the YouTube channel, they're watching more content from you and they're enjoying it and it's supportive. And then from the YouTube channel, you then send them a PDF with a couple of uh, worksheets. They're very simple, but effective and helpful. And then the worksheets kind of close them off. You know, they do the worksheets. They're not receiving the YouTube videos as frequently, maybe, you know, once randomly a month. The emails are far and few and in between. And the PDF is kind of, you know, where they're at. So that's this one option there. That one we will cut for a lot of reasons. It's great that the YouTube is there. It's great that the email is there. But we want consistency. And we also want to keep things simple because simplicity is a bit easier for people to understand than complexity. That's why you know most individuals like to kind of go into a hotel room and see a very simple design. It's a bit easier on the mind. Um, now, we would cut this one down. Maybe we would just have the Facebook posts and then that would take them directly to the YouTube and that's it. And on most of the YouTube videos that you would do, they'll be supportive. And then they'll have a call to action on purchasing the anxiety workbook. And then you're done there. Um, the other one, as far as adding more um, connection, you know, when you, when you look at your when you look at your funnel, really really think about that. Like, am I nurturing a relationship? Am I building a best friend here, or just someone? 
I randomly kick it with every three to four months when things are a little bit dry on my end. You know, not so much just popping on my corner. So I got to hit this person up and see what's going on on theirs. Which relationship would you trust a bit more? Person that hits you up randomly when things are a little bit dry on their end? Or the one that's consistent, checking up on you, seeing how you're doing? We know the answer. The one that's consistent, checking up and seeing how you're doing. You know, if if you really tap into, here's a gold nugget. If you tap into your professional identity, right, you are either a licensed professional counselor, a licensed social worker. You are your professional identity. It shines bright as an advocate, a human, a mental health professional. You understand the importance of communication and connection. You understand the significance of healing, empathy, sympathy, compassion, kindness, joy, all of those wonderful emotions. The highs, the lows, you get it. You swim in it, you dance in it. It's part of your journey. Makes you who you are. If you tap into that, this whole funnel system, the whole marketing system becomes extremely feasible. Extremely feasible. You know, if you think about all of these marketers are there, you know, they're, they're doing amazing work. But really take a step back. And you got these really large companies and they do marketing. What are they doing? Marketing is one word. Another is they're building a relationship. They're building trust. They're building connection. They're showing empathy, sympathy. They're showing patience. They're highlighting the importance of being understanding. You get it. Do you see? You have those skills. It's just taking taking a moment to take a step back. I did this consulting a couple of years ago with um, Allison Pigeon. She's a, she's she's a consultant and she's she's sharp extremely knowledgeable and I, I believe she shared something like this with me she said you know it's important that yes you do your clinical work but you know you, you have this business that you're growing and the business requires your energy and if you've got and again I may be butchering her words but this is how I understood it if you got 100 points of energy and 90 of those are going just to the clinical aspect, that's beautiful. You're doing wonderful there. Those 10 that are going towards your business are only going to get you so far. So that's, that's what I picked up from there was so many of us can be amazing when it comes to marketing. But we need to ensure that we're putting enough points into that game, into that category. One thing that I've done for a while now is I have dedicated days. So there are days that there's clinical focus. And there are days that my job title is, you know, marketing or marketer. Well, you get it, job title in that category. And then, you know, there's there's times in my life where it's dad. 
you know, it's not counselor. It's none of those things. It's just dad. Dad, I want to play in the trampoline. Dad, here's a soccer ball. Let's kick it back and forth. Dad, I just farted. Now I got, now you got to smell it. <laughs> my, my kids were wild. Think about that, though. I really want you to consider it. You've got this business that you're running. Are you are you separating things out? Are you giving enough time and energy to these categories that the business requires from you? There's a really helpful book that I read called the uh, I think it's the E Myth. Forget who the author is, but he's he's a well known author. I want to say Michael Gerber. I could be wrong there, but definitely the E Myth. And I believe it was a small business one that I read. And it's got this lady in there. And she had a cupcake or a bakery business. You, you've, you've got to check the book out. There's no affiliation here or anything. It's just such a profound book when it comes to understanding the elements of building a business. I want you to check that one out when you get some time. I hope that today you found helpful. I hope that you found it insightful. And as always, education is vital, right? It is part of the air that we breathe. And the other part is the action. Take action. Last episode, we talked about creating the funnel. This episode, hopefully you have the funnel already created. And you're putting in these adjustments, these shifts. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep nudging. If you fall, take a little bit of a break, get back up, keep going, seek help, seek support. There's no reason of making mistakes that you don't have to make. I hope that you're doing well. You're laughing more days than not. You're allowing yourself to slow down, to breathe, to experience life, the lows, the highs. We know how important both sides are. There are times we don't want to experience both sides. It's only later that we realize, thank goodness I did. Any questions that you may have in your journey of private practice, send them this way. Sending you all the love in the world, my friends. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.